Good morning, folks. We're all here today on Valentine's Day, which, um, that's interesting. But anyways, we have Elam with us. We all know Elam. He just likes to talk smack to me. And we are also joined by Sarah. Sarah is somebody that was born Amish and lived in three different communities in Wisconsin. Really close to me, actually, where I'm from. And she also has 20 plus siblings like me. And currently she also works in healthcare, which is, I work in healthcare as well. Hello, Anyways. everybody. Say hi. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Damn. How am I supposed to keep up with that? I don't know. You decide that. I, I, I just go like, <laughs> hi, guys. I can't help it that you're not like paying attention and bright and cheery. You know, drink your damn coffee. It'll make you happy. My, my shtick is to be the reluctant grump, so leave me alone. Why you got to be grumpy today? It matches his cup. That's why. It's, it's my shtick. Look at this. Look at that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scary. <laughs> Look. Uh, Let me show you. This is what we do. I raise you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not messing with that. <laughs> you have to deal with it. Just deal with it. It'll be okay. So, Judge Me Unforgiven says, howdy. Good morning. We have howdy, somebody judge watching. Me All right. I like the username. Judge Me Unforgiven. I'm unforgiven. <laughs> 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 it's a really great username like you know it really resonates within me i'm unforgiven and unrepentant <laughs> <laughs> anyway so today is huh it's good you're getting that out of your system before my good little mennonite daughter comes on here uh, well you want to talk smack about her wait oops Elam, that's your child. You're supposed to be her biggest, like, you know, be up there supporting her. I, I am trying to support her. I said what? it's good you're getting that out of your system before she comes on here. Why? why? You'd, you'd scar her. Poor innocent child, her. <laughs> How is she innocent in any damn way? Well, I got to think that way of her. She's my child. Okay. As long as that helps you sleep at night. Well, what about what about talking about dating? Isn't that what we're supposed to talk about? I mean, it's Valentine's Day. I mean, I kind of had a thought like about that. Is it like did did you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Kind of goes with dating. Yeah, we, 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 it wasn't a big deal, but, uh, um, you know, when you, if you were dating, you, you know, you were supposed to give a gift or something, a box of chocolates, or I don't know what the heck. When you were school kids, you'd like make Valentine's for every child or something like that. And, and it's just like the, the kids and the, the dating people pretty much, right? Oh, those were the days of innocence, I'll tell you what. Huh. Innocence? You know, I made a boy cry and I got spanked for this because I was like, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mary, all right. <laughs> Again. <laughs> what what was he, some first grader and you were like an eighth grade or something? Or or was it some, no, some jerk? I was that deserved I it? was in like I was in eighth grade and he was in seventh grade and he told me he liked me and I said he net, which means I don't like you and he went home crying to his mom and then they sent a note home to my parents and I got a spanking in a stern oh talking God. to hey guess that what guess who finally like decided you. to join us all right what does Rachel this. have to say about hey. that Good morning. We Good finally morning. have the morning, one final person. Rachel, <laughs> let me give to you Elam's daughter. First off, I hear reports that she is just as stubborn 
and bullheaded as me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> that's 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 one. But two, I also hear reports that Rachel is proof that she is. You know, you can children can evolve past the parents, and and that the students can become the masters. <laughs> and I've also heard reports that she's the favorite child. Is this true, Elam? Oh my God! See now we're this, this is this is where where's my safe word here? <laughs> you just plead the fifth. <laughs> I don't know what you got to say for yourself, Rachel. I I don't know. Um, we we worked on that for like. I don't know how long, that was my biggest priority, making sure that we had, you know, some kind of way to introduce me to the show. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to really razz on my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all talked about dating already, so now it's your turn, Rachel. You came late, so you got to talk Don't be about lying it. to Rachel. <laughs> um, well, here's, uh, here's my mug. And I'm all classy. Wow. Yeah. See, see, I Rachel, you, well. you missed this. Yeah. This is this is what I'm doing today. I get annoyed at all the different like the mugs with different pictures or designs because it just messes up the cabinet. And so I like when they're all the same and yeah. Means no girl boss mugs. <laughs> what about this yeah. one? You poor thing, I grieve for you. <laughs> well, it's annoying. There's like, you know, 20 different kinds of mugs and they don't stack. So you throw those out or take them to Goodwill. So you become like me and you adapt and you have like a hanger that hangs down from the ceiling and you hang all your mugs up there and they're all displayed. Even if you're not using it, you can still see your girl boss or your dream big mug or your live your life or coffee is life mug. Come on. I don't know about that. So these these guys were all razzing on me because I got a spanking for telling a little Amish boy oh, that yes. I didn't like him. <laughs> you got anything? That. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that ever happened to me. Like nope. not a that I told a boy that I don't like him. Well, I really fast him out sometimes. Like I was not, you know, that nice meat girl that took care of their feelings and stuff. I kind of... Oh. If I was mad, I don't let them know. That was my school days. So. Yeah. Oh. So what you're saying is your dad didn't spank you for, like, let him know no. their feelings. No. Ah. <laughs> well, that's <Sorry>. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to go there, you, you ruthless host, you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just a conversation goes where it goes. Hey, guess what? Somebody <laughs> wants to know what's up with that cup. Which, Which cup? one? We're we're all like we have a plain cup. We have a grumpy old man cup. Probably we have a dream cup. Yeah, what is up with that cup, Elon? It's pretty pathetic, isn't it? But you know, sometimes you gotta use them. It looks like your filters when we do the um, group chats with the messengers and you do like grumpy old man filter on your face. That's, what it looks <laughs> That's like. true. <laughs> Wait, he's an Amish man that knows how to use filters? Is that what you're saying, Rachel? Yeah. Yeah. Because when we, like whenever we do the group, um, like the Zoom type thing or whatever, and it, it becomes pointless because he's just there playing with the filters. <laughs> and and there's no point in talking anymore. It's like a little kid, you know. Well, that <laughs> but but here's the thing. I uh, you guys don't want to hear what I have to say anyhow. So so I get to play with the the filters. I know you're not listening to me and talk over me and stuff, but that's wow. all right. Hey, listen, thou shalt not repent. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I guess I guess I better get on that. Yeah. I mean, I did say I really like the username Judge Me Unforgiven. Yeah, anyways, huh? And I told them that they're going to scar my innocent little Mennonite daughter. Are you scarred, uh, Rachel? What? No. 
Are you no, okay? I just have I just have these on so that you know my kids are what they said. Oh, <laughs> um, that's fair. So no, they're upstairs. Yeah. No, your your dad was saying that we're going to scar scar your ears because I was talking about Alex. I'm unforgiven. You know, I'm unrepentant. I'm I'm this person. That's. Well, no, that doesn't scar me. Um, also, maybe my dad doesn't realize that I'm already. Yeah, but I got these earbuds, so sorry, I saw my son's um, wireless earbuds, and he came walking oh. to me because I think he wants them back. But yeah, he, sh- <laughs> he should have them back. <laughs> so no. So I missed like one little piece of what you said. You th- said you you don't think your dad realizes you're what? I'm not like. Well, no, I'm definitely very innocent. I am. I am just the picture of like perfect little Mennonite innocence that he thinks I am. <laughs> we'll stick with that. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. I call baloney. Spencer says hi, everybody. And um, we have somebody talking about like dating. Okay. I guess we better should, should, should get to that topic because that's going to be entertaining. <laughs> Supervision. Oh, oh my. <laughs> well, so um... who wants to begin this dumpster fire? So yeah. I, I I think that the um the kind of more more progressive or or more intellectual uh, practices of faith in in plain communities where they start um, defining you know how dating should be practiced and whether they're the couples are allowed to touch each other and I think that's like more twisted than some of in some of the things in the other extreme. Um, And I, I'm not, I'm not trying to apologize for, for the problems that I'm a hundred percent in agreement with that are, um, you know, with bed courtship or, you know, these just totally, uh, young people who have no idea about consent and their body and, and that's bullshit. But, but my, my point is that is intellectual concepts of, of biblical courtship as it's interpreted by these groups that um, like my parents, I don't know. They just trusted us to be freaking sane human beings and what a mistake <laughs> anyway <laughs> I, I i think this interpret the scriptural interpretations of defining everything down to whether they're allowed to hold hands or not is is some twisted bullshit all right that's what i have to say about that that's what you have to say well i actually had somebody who reached out to me and wrote like some stuff about their experiences and and all of that and i i will post these later on the video so that everybody can see this um so what liz zook had to say was this dating in the amish culture really varies between each community which is something we kind of wanted to demonstrate today, my words inserted. So the youth group I attended had to do hands-off relationships, which meant no hugging, no cuddling on the couch, no holding hands, and no kissing. We were taught it's immoral to have a hands-on relationship. Now, I believed it for a while until I started seeing relationship after relationship fall apart because the temptation to hold hands and so forth kept growing. And so they separated because it was against the rules. They believed they weren't meant for each other if they have that temptation. So I vowed to myself one day to never start a relationship. I told my mom one day very bluntly, if I have a hands-off relationship, that guy is not having sex with me on our wedding night, much less being allowed to sleep with me. He's staying out of that bed for a while, actually. Either that or he needs to agree to break that stupid rule with me. Now, using the word sex in the Amish culture is like saying a cross word. 
Affection is part of a relationship. It's not immoral. So obviously, dating couples in the Amish culture don't have sex before marriage. But if they do and someone happens to find it out or the girl gets pregnant, they're forced to get married within a couple months. Now, I have cousins that live in the plainest community that exists. Their dating is somewhat similar, but while they have their dates, they cuddle on the couch with the lights off occasionally. Now, cuddling to them isn't really part of dating. It's more like pleasure. And that's where the abuse starts in these communities. The girl is required to allow the guy to touch her, somewhat like an Amish woman having to have sex whenever her husband wants it. But some youth groups allow affection to a certain point. It all depends on which community you live in or which youth group you attend. And again, that's kind of like the diversity, the, the variety between different practices. Like when you talk about bundling or like, you know, the chair, the the, the chair sitting translation. Um, when you talk about those practices, like it, it varies. And so, like, I think part of the issue with some of those practices are, is one, like, it's one extreme or the other, or there's, like, a complete lack of, like, understanding of what they're doing when they do that. But anyways, let's talk about the, the uh, practices. So which one should we talk about first? Rachel? Oh, what am I supposed to talk about? The Amish in Lancaster County? Yeah. Okay. She, um, she yeah. Well, so there's a lot of different things. Uh, I, as we talked about, like even within communities, there's there's a lot of different variety. And I'm going to talk a little bit probably about not just the Amish, but also the conservative Anabaptist, like or the Mennonite, like older Mennonite and um, other conservative Anabaptists. But the Amish would do... I'm, like jumped on a little bit. I think dad was talking about how it was done when he was little. And I'm assuming that's how it still is in, in some of the communities. I didn't catch everything he said. Um, but some of the older Amish groups, it would be very casual. And some of the, like, um, the more liberal, probably like anywhere from middle of the line to more liberal groups. It is, it is very casual. It's almost like in terms of how it starts and how, um, you know, it's not like some formal thing where you ask their brother and they ask the sister and, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's just a casual, hey, do you want to do this or that? And I, that's probably the most healthy way. Um, but then the more conservative groups, I think it's, it's a formal thing. Like, it's a serious, you know, you ask somebody to ask them if they want to go home with you or something. And that's how it starts. I'm not sure exactly which part you. So, so Liz mentioned like the youth groups. So, like, mm -hmm. what's a youth group? Let's let's kind of talk about that okay. because like we had we had youth groups, but like our groups were divided by like churches. So you would have um, like two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, within versus within... what did Lancaster mm -hmm. County have? Like where where yeah. you were Amish. Well, so in Lancaster County now. Full disclosure, I did not actually run around Amish. Like, I did not do room shrimp, but I was close enough to enough people that did, so I know enough about it. Um, in Lancaster County, they have what, they, what are called gangs. And no, they're not like, you know, the Crips and the Bloods or anything. But they are. Is it like Amish Mafia? <laughs> Maybe I have to ask uh, because English people ask us this all the time. Uh, well, so. I can't remember how much what Amish Mafia is, how they depicted it much but um there would be different gangs and you choose like which gang you're going to go to when you're 16 and there um i mean i don't know how many there's probably like 100 of them in Lancaster county and um they have these weird little names like pilgrims and eagles and and stuff like that cherokees and anyway <laughs> and then and you pretty much know when you hear what gang somebody's going to, like where they are in the spectrum of conservative to liberal. And because, and you know, there are certain people whose children would just never go to the more liberal gangs. It's, it's just not done. Like they're not actually allowed, like their parents won't allow them to. And um, so that's how in Lancaster, mostly how Lancaster County is done. Um, and, but then, like, the, 
the Mennonites do a little bit more, like you were speaking about where, where it's the different church. Did you have it like your church district was, church district had their own? Well, it wasn't or, each church, but like they would have like, because they only have church every two weeks. Okay. And then whoever had church would host the singing. So if the community uh, was only one church, then somebody, some other family would host like mm-hmm. the singing or whatever. But if they had more than one church district, like two or two churches would like combine their youth to like go have their youth groups. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think now um, they're, so in Lancaster or in, in Lancaster County, like my husband grew up older than Mennonite. Oh, there it goes. These things never stay in. I don't oh, know what's I. wrong with my ears. They're deformed. It's my dad being. Um, <laughs> um, so She's blaming the, her dad. Yeah. Thanks, I like thanks. this. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, so they, the old order Mennonites, they have um, like the, the church that my husband grew up um, and there's maybe five or six different church houses for that, that, um, that church in Lancaster County. And then each church would kind of have their own youth group in a way. Like there's the Millway church, there's the, um, the New Holland, Brofdale. And then sometimes there's a little subset within that, like green bankers will hang out together. Um, and that's a subset of the New Holland group. But they would still get together. And then, like, once or twice a year, the whole group, like, they would have these huge, I think, supper crowds, they call them. And then you know, everybody from all the different churches would come. Um, but otherwise, it would just be their their own church. So in Lancaster County, or like with Amish, too, they're starting this thing where about, oh, maybe about 20 years ago, they started doing rule gangs. Before, almost, like, not, I don't want to say anything went, but. There wasn't a lot of parental supervision at like the supper games and singing for the Amish kids. And there, was, there weren't can I just a lot comment of, on that. Yeah. Yeah. There was actually intentional. The parents would leave. Oh yeah. The parents would leave for the, for the afternoon event to give us freaking space. And, and, and then the parents would only be around for, for the evening singing. Okay. Yeah. Well, didn't they so do the stuff like, like, yeah. Anyway, and then so I have another. Flipped the spectrum where they, they began having rule gangs and they have like, the, the main one was called the Eagles. It's still in existence. And um, there, the plan for that long term was that eventually you would have, you know, right now, okay, say if you went to the parakeets or whatever gang it was, and you live in Southern Lancaster County, there might be people from Northern Lancaster County in there. And you might have to go, you know, how many, miles up there to northern Lancaster County, you know, with a horse and buggy, which is not really practical. And um, so the, the plan with the Eagles, I think, is that they would split it into quadrants eventually once there's enough of them. And I don't know if that's happened or not, where, you know, you have the northeastern, the northwestern group, and then like occasionally they would all get together. But yeah. Oh, and the, so the rule gangs, like they have these, you know, get these rules like, you know, no drinking, no smoking, no X, Y, Z. And so, so who enforces, who enforces, oh, who enforces, I think two questions. Yeah. So they have committees. Okay. And they enforce the rules. So this is youth policing each other up. Who's the make, who's, what's the makeup of the committee? Um, I was thinking there's parents on it, but I'm not sure. I are there women on it? I don't know. A <laughs> <laughs> good question, Mary. <laughs> and I have Sorry. another question. So when the parents leave and it's unsupervised, like, okay, so is this a place where, like, the, it's co-ed? Like, are are the boys and girls allowed to co-mingle, or are they like separated? In like now, like I said, I didn't actually run around much, but I've seen enough of it that I, um, yeah. In my experience, Lancaster County. Amish youth are very co-ed in, um, and even down to the, the planer gang. And maybe some of that has changed in the years, but like there's a time where it would not have been unusual to see, you know, mixed gender hugging. I, I don't think it happened a lot, but it still happened. You know, just casual, like, Wait, hey, you're you talking feeling? hugging? Yeah, just like, hey, you know, when you greet each other, they would hug each other. I don't think it happened. Huh? Long, but, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm and sorry. Then- hey, Sarah. Want to talk about Wisconsin Amish and hugging? <laughs> oh my gosh! I can't believe that they allowed hugging. There was like, no hugging. Like there was no no touching. Like, <laughs> like, okay, and and here's the dichotomy with that. Like you're you're talking about like communities where there's no hugging. Like you don't greet each other with a handshake if you greet each other like with any kind of touch, right? But right, like the. I, I'll let Sarah explain the chair sitting, and then I'll explain my community's practices. <laughs> chair sitting? No, I don't. The rocking chair sitting? You never went on a date like that? Fine, no. I'll tell you. Okay, so in like Laval, Augusta, Medford, New Auburn, Wisconsin, they practice like the, the they have a stuhlhocke. <laughs> they must, it's, it's a rocking chair set in the living room and stuhlhocke means like it's sitting on the chair by the way um so anyways so they they have the guy sit on the chair and then the girl has to go sit on his lap in that fucking chair and that's like a dating practice that's a valid dating practice in their community and so like that's part of like the whole like it's akin to what liz zook was talking about when she says like they're forced to do it like it's there's no consent like how can you really consent to that like really so basically you don't even know this person because there's no like the only co-ed things that they might have is like at the volleyball games which thank you chris for remember uh, reminding us of that um when you're at the volleyball games like they might play together with the with the girls and boys but like other than that everything was separated when you sang when you ate supper everything was separated right. Right. there was there was no none of that like and no then chatting in, and stuff like even you know just when you're standing around or like there would be no chatting no, before? they weren't even in the same area. They're not allowed to be oh. in the same area. No, the only the time table? at the supper table, we is we ate in separate rooms. Like the girls yeah. sat together, the guys sat together, and then like when we did the like during the time that we sang our songs and stuff, mm-hmm. guys were on one side of the table, women were on the other side. You know, like there was no like there's no commingling. Yeah, there was very little like talking to the guys. It, only time we really talked to the guys is if we decided to like after the sing and go party, <laughs> and that meant like well, leaving the property and going somewhere else. <laughs> and and so, so the only way you could actually have a interaction was to go on that wasn't scripted by your social expectation was when you were being bad. <laughs> right. Well, I was a very bad girl, and I'm unrepentant. Thanks. <laughs> so anyway, so in I I lived in five different communities. Two, three were in Pennsylvania. Two were in Wisconsin. So um, let me talk about my Wisconsin community first off. And I can tell the bishop today, Dan Miller, I'm still unrepentant. I don't care. I broke your rules. I don't care. Thanks. Anyways, <laughs> is, he, is he still alive, Mary? Yes, he's still alive. Mary keeps. Anyways, she's she's watching. <laughs> well, I went to Wisconsin for a funeral, and I kind of passed him on the road in his horse and buggy. So I'm I'm gonna let you know. I know he's still alive and well as of last December. Okay. Anyways, um, so. Um, we had a policy of like we were supposed to like sit at the kitchen table um, in the dark across from each other until midnight and that was it that was our community it's also like similar to like Chaseburg's community but look what Rachel was talking about the whole like there's this you send your friend very formal practice that was very formal like that community was very formal in how they practiced that like they would send a friend to go ask the girl and then the girl would say yes or no and like basically like if if somebody went on a date with somebody that their family didn't approve of like they would talk to them and then they would never go again and then again that was very similar in in Cashton although the youth in Cashton were required to drive around in open buggies Oh, wait, where is that? Wisconsin? In Cashton, Wisconsin. 
they would drive around in open buggies. And I remember there being temperatures of like negative 32 below and like negative 40 wind chill factor. And it's like, are you freaking serious? What's wrong with you people? Anyways, there's that's that, that, that's one thing I was thankful we didn't have to have the open buggies. Well, Facebook <laughs> didn't either. Yeah. But Ashton did. And then let's talk about Lawrence County, Pennsylvania. That is where my um, egg donor's family is from. And they still, to this day, as far as I'm aware of, practice bundling. Go ahead and tell me all about it, girl. That's, that's what do you want to know? Right. <laughs> what is bundling? <laughs> Jesus. On, Somebody... This Look. is the first time I've seen you speechless. What is bundling? <laughs> I think I think I need to be bad. Um, okay, so bundling is kind of it's this practice of where you know they go to the singings and their their singings are separated from what I remember um, again by gender. Um, but then they ask a girl for a date and then the guy takes the girl home and she goes upstairs to her room and gets in her special nightgown that's specifically made for this. And he puts the horse away and then comes upstairs and gets in bed with her. And, and his some people, clothes. he takes off his um, pants <laughs> And what Rachel said, for those who don't know, she was talking about his shitty clothes from, like, the, the horse shit and the, you know, the smelly clothes from the yeah. barn, basically. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's better that he takes them off or worse. Well, <laughs> anyway. I'm not sure either. And, you know, so here's the thing is they're not supposed to have premarital sex. Even if they still put a, the father still comes up and puts a board in between them. What the hell do you think? Do you really think? That you putting two teenagers with hormones in that situation is a good thing. Are you serious? Like, well, who? There's a verse in the Bible about, you know, it's good to withstand temptation. I mean, how do you <laughs> if you don't throw some temptation in their way? Really, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, like, do you really have to do it that way? And then the other thing is, is, like, um, kind of like how Liz was saying, it's like, like, if they find out they're having sex, they make them get married. That is true. That is true of every community. Like, I know that, okay, I, I, I know a bishop's daughter who got married and then had a baby, and the baby was like seven months after they got married. And then after the baby was born, they went and confessed to having premarital sex. Yeah, I know I in our that. community, in our community, that happened too. They had to also, yeah, that happened where people had to confess. I don't yeah. think that's like part I, even you know like I think in Lancaster County people will do that even if they weren't pregnant when they got married like they'll confess later on and I just I don't get it like why does the church care or I mean why do people what? need to know anyway it's it's just weird it's it's just shaming them it just wants they just want to prove a point I think to say oh you know, like, we're still in control of you, like, we're gonna shame you for what you did, you know, whatever, and make it like this big deal. Like, I think that they want to, I don't know how to explain this exactly how they don't think as, I guess, sex in the Amish community should be like a, they shame people for it. They don't explain it, they shame you for it. And I don't know how to explain this. Well, you know what I'm trying to say, Mary? <laughs> yeah, they shame. It's it's a shameful topic that isn't really ever addressed. It's very vague. Like there are right. um, former plain people in their thirties who had no idea how and why they're like going through like certain life things, even though they've had children. And like these people that were born as as Amish women or assigned female at birth, like they. They don't know what's happening with their body. They don't even understand how they got pregnant. 
because it's never talked about. It's so taboo and it's so um, out there. And like the most you'll get for like sex education is basically like, well, you do whatever your husband wants to whenever he wants to inside the bedroom and outside, which also goes into like, I literally listened to a woman that bore like 14 children confess in church that she sinned because she didn't uphold her marriage bed properly. And I'm like, how the hell did she sin? Like, what? Excuse me? I don't understand this. But I think, you know, there's there's most, like, most people do understand what is happening or what it is, but they don't get it. They get it in, like, conversations, schoolyard conversations, or, um, you know, where there's all kinds of misinformation and and just it's not a healthy way to learn even when they do know about it well and then here's the question what about the women that are girls that are on these dates and they did not consent to have sex and they're raped and then they become impregnated and then they force them to marry the rapist can i just uh make a comment about um kind of that situation and it's it's and i'm sorry i i don't remember this person's name but it's a young woman who grew up on mission and left and she she wrote a book about it and she uh <clears throat> um was about a year on the outside so she would have been about 19 because i think she left after her 18th birthday and uh she was staying with a family who then went on vacation and a neighbor, person working in the neighborhood came into the house and, and raped her. She had no idea what happened. She didn't know there was a word for rape. She didn't know what sex was. She, had, she didn't even know to report this. A week later, he came back and did it again. She had no language, no understand. She didn't realize she could get pregnant, nothing. And this is a woman who was outside of the community for an entire year, who, who had the, the courage and the strength to do that. How many women are in, in those bed courtship rituals who have nothing to go on? That's a horrifying question. Right. I'd, like, I don't, I guess... I'd love to know the name of that book or the author once you remember. Yeah. When you remember, you got to like let everybody know what that book is because um, that's yeah, something it's, that should be it's, like. It's a shame I don't have it. Just just give me a second. I'll yeah, look for it. You keep talking. Why you got to yeah. be like this? Yeah, we you don't, we don't need your input for right yeah. now. You just let, go let's find. talk about this, like the hand holding and playing volleyball. Um, in the communities I played volleyball in as a teenager in one of the youth groups, I didn't know there was no hand holding. That was not allowed. Why what wouldn't about you hand held? Why would you hold hands during volleyball? <laughs> yeah, well, wait, are you? Yeah, I was confused. Volleyball and holding hands at the same time—that's a lot of like balls in the How can you? How can you play volleyball if you're holding hands? How can you show how competitive you are if you're holding hands? Right, you gotta be competitive. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, never mind that it's a sin to take pride in being good at something, but. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> but there's so little to take pride in, so. Demu dishi shinshi tugund. Oh, let me try yeah, trans that. translate that one. Oh boy, <laughs> humility is the best cloak. I don't know. Anybody have any better Wait, what, what ideas? I, I think demut is the shenste tugend. I think it's humility word? is is the most Nicest. beautiful characteristic. But I'm 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 pulling okay. that one out of my butt, but. I don't know how to translate that. I that word, I I don't have a translation for it. So you Anyways. heard that crap for all those years, and never knew exactly what it meant. <laughs> Does it mean maybe like staying humble is the best thing or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like be that. humble. Yep, something like that. So, anyways, we have a lot of comments, guys. Why don't you read us a couple? I refuse to date any of the plain boys. Yeah, practically, if you say yes to one boy, like you're expected, the expectation is, is you will probably marry that boy. It's like you're, it's. Yeah, especially in the community, 
that he was from. Um, I know the communities that Chris grew up in. Um, and they are, they kind of, there's this weird little thing where a lot of Amish kind of operate on their own little rules and they don't have a lot of scholarship or um, there's not a lot of people who, who speak out what the, what it means to be Amish. Like they have their preachers that speak in church on Sunday, but they don't have school. They don't have Sunday schools. They don't have um, like any uh, institutions dedicated to higher learning to speaking about what it means to be Amish. And then there's this, this thing that happens once churches have Sunday school and they start to have, um, especially when they have church schools. And now church schools, I'm going to say are a little bit different from Amish schools because most Amish schools don't actually preach or teach any kind of religion. But once you get to the schools that do, then they start to have all kinds of things where they talk about what it means to be Anabaptist. And then they start to grapple with some of these things like, okay, bundling is not okay. And, and so they kind of, what, what ends up happening, I think in, in the groups that Chris was a part of, um, they do think, they, they take a lot from the, the evangelical like, I don't know if you've heard of the book, um, I Kiss Dating Goodbye. And they take a lot of those ideas in. And um, and so in some of those groups, it's a very, very serious thing. You know, it's a little bit like you had said in, I forget which community it was, but, you know, to say yes is this very serious thing. It's not casual. And I've, I've heard ministers actually speak about how it's it's been very detrimental to young people's lives, um, because it wasn't actually that way. Like, um, that's something that has come about, I would say in the last 60 years maybe, where, where that switch has made from um, where some of these conservative groups were more casual, a little bit more like the Amish are now, but since the Amish don't evolve as much, um, they're still doing it, like in Lancaster County anyway, I'm speaking of, um, yeah. where it's more of casual dating type thing. And in the, the other Anabaptist groups in Lancaster County, they kind of changed and they, they got, uh, they wanted to do things right. And they flipped the switch from the casual dating to it being very serious. And like one of the concerns that I hear from, yeah, like I said, even ministers is that it makes dating into this serious thing where asking for that first date from a girl is, is so difficult to do. And the accepting it is so difficult to do because it's such, it's, it's this huge monumental decision instead of a getting to know you thing. And um, once it becomes like that, you'll have other little things that get thrown in there. The more serious it is to have a relationship, like even a first date, the more serious any interactions between opposite genders are. And so it tends to push them apart, I think, in terms of just casual, you know, conversation because because there's there's it tends to like limit the ability of of youth to be able to interact in a way where they can find people they're compatible with to enter into a relationship would you say that's that's kind of the yeah thing okay yeah. Um, okay and cuz it makes it so serious and life altering that they have like there's there's like this this over overlying fear of like even talking to somebody or or getting to know them or you have to pray about it and you know if you don't feel led that this is god's will for you to have this first date you know then then you don't want to do it and that's, just, that's a lot of pressure like that's just come on um yeah what what the the purity culture that has been part of uh, evangelicalism there's people coming out of that that are writing about it and criticizing it and and yeah they talk about that pressure and and how because there's almost no interactions allowed between uh, a couple and they have to make this monumental decision with all this weight attached to it they end up um, uh, 
basically marrying perfect strangers and then they're supposed to have this wonderful relationship and how the hell is that supposed to happen and at the wedding like everybody gets together and they like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing and they have these most massive gatherings and they spend all this money on it and it's just like this Ugh. i don't i don't get yeah, it yeah yeah and it's all all about this uh it's all to to prop up uh, relig a religion instead of serving people's needs by letting young people have these interactions that don't have all this weight attached to it. It's basically just another example of religion screwing people over instead of serving their needs. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's an interesting topic. Thank you, Chris. And then we have somebody that says, you know, some of the, I'm sure this is surrounding some of the confessions. They're perverts, big time perverts. That's why they um, do the monitoring. Um, I know that some of the wedding practices themselves, like, just are horrifying. And here's another one. I know a young girl who was forced to marry a 19-year-old guy because she was pregnant. It was kind of forcing to marry an abuser in the Lancaster County. That's absolutely just despicable despicable on the more conservative end of things related to to bed courtship and bundling um the the religious leaders in those communities uh approve of that because they don't want um they they, they basically want to force young people into a marriage relationship and and well, it's, it's considered like, good. It's, like once you're married then you settle down and you don't have a desire to leave and so it's seen as a benefit to their church or to their community to have young men get married quickly but like you know elon were you ever uh, when you know when the when the when the dina como fasiho already I so was a when good the little Amish boy, they so when the ministry already. comes to like um, talk to you about your sins, that's my best translation for that. And but when they come and they do this like already thing, like they they will like want the details, like they'll like want people to tell you exactly what your sin is, and you have to confess it to the ministry. And it's usually like two or three people who come. And common practice is always to send the deacon. The deacon has to be a part of that. And sometimes the bishop will come too, depending on how serious it is, you know. But it's like they they want all these details and information that just, really? Yeah, that's wildly inappropriate for these men to come and talk to a, a, a woman or even a teenage girl. Um, or boy it's just crazy inappropriate especially <laughs> oh i mean and here's a theory it's confessed because the preachers are sexual predators and like hearing stuff like that oh sadly that is true in, in some cases if you look up misty griffin's story like her bishop was a predator and he is convicted this makes me think of the them being the leaders being perverts. There was uh, the other week when Chris Kramer was on. There was something that he was alluding to that I don't think Mary understood very, or I don't think she was getting it in the way that he. So he talked about the elbows, having your elbows covered. You remember that? Yes. Well, do you know why? It's it's not just because you know you need to be modest. It's because. Elbows can look like, if you have your hands up, it can look like another body part. I don't understand how any person can see that. You know, we weren't allowed to expose our elbows either for that very same reason. Well, in Lancaster County, they're semi-sane, and you can expose, I mean, Amish people can. So that was actually, that was thought of that way in, in wherever you were from? Like the elbows were not supposed like it was considered like if you like rolled that. your sleeves up like it was it was bad because that can like you know entice somebody to sexual impurity. That's just messed up. Like 
I mean, it doesn't mean. I mean, it doesn't mean I didn't do it, Rachel. Like, let's just be clear here. Like, I'm that person. I, I, I just always have been that person. And I don't know if that was a family thing or a community thing or what it was, but I do know that I wasn't supposed to roll my, roll my sleeves up, even though it was hot, like past the. I think, I think that was definitely some communities. Actually, I know there were some communities that didn't allow that or didn't want people to roll their sleeves up past their elbows. In our community, we did, but, well. Didn't some of your communities have short sleeve shirts for the men, too? No, no, we all had, like, long sleeves, but we were allowed to, well, in Laval, we were allowed to, like, roll our sleeves up and stuff. But in Augusta, I think you had to wear them down. Like, you couldn't go past your elbows or something like that. In Augusta, Man, they're practically, but, like, nudists in Lancaster County because they have short sleeves. <laughs> you don't wear the shirt, but you have short sleeves. They're practically nudists, Rachel. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, you're talking about like covering the elbows, and I'm thinking of you know the the young Amish people that are out there like mowing the yard or working in the fields, you know, and and they'll roll their sleeves like up to their you know shoulder because so they don't. Oh my God, that was not allowed. Oh well, it's not allowed, but that's I guess the equivalent of showing off your elbows in Lancaster County. All right. So don't show off so, your elbows. Wait. So can I can I introduce a subject here? Um, when when sure. I was a, when I was a young person, there was a spectrum of of uh, the lengths of of dresses that the the girls and women would wear, <laughs> and, and there was this general idea that young people would sh- would wear shorter. Uh, dresses and 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 you know there was there was a you know not there was hardly anything above or even at the knees but um young people would generally wear shorter shorter dresses and 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 there was a spectrum of from from the conservative to to the more i don't know what the correct term is but progressive or liberal Built. And then all built. of a sudden, all of a sudden, hap- uh, something happened in the last si- since I freaking left. Now, you, now the most progressive groups were wear these dresses down to their ankles, and <laughs> and Chris talked about that. Uh, that <laughs> and anyway, um, that does it mess with your mind a little bit, Dad? Does it like? Is it is it like cognitive dissonance every time you see them and you're like, wait, you got all the hallmarks of a built person, but your dress is too long, lady. Well, I, I know when <laughs> when I was when you know as a young person, the the outsiders, the 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 sort of evangelical but plain started doing it, and now now all the Amish and the old order Mennonite uh, women and girls are doing it, and. And I, I just think we should have a conversation about that. What what happened? What's what's behind it? And you know, my my, my I I don't want to uh, make light of Chris said that was important because um, they felt like the men were oogling her uh, them Googling and uh, them. and. And it made them very uncomfortable, and so that was a response. I don't want to make light of that, but that kind of issue. But to me, I, I, I'm, I'm like struggling here. How is this different from the Taliban, where there's this complete covering? <laughs> Sorry, well, well, I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> really, Rachel? <laughs> Sorry, my phone went crazy. Well, one of the things at first when that became like. I would say it's probably been you know, 15 years since the very first people started like, within the Amish, Lancaster County Amish started doing the longer dresses. And it's just been, you know, at first it was just a tiny little subset. And at first I was actually speaking against, like ministers would say, no, don't do that. Like, that's because, like the world, which I always thought was just kind of a sign that they are, it has nothing to do with whether something is um, modest or conservative or right. It's just about not being like the world. So it's but, a separation thing. It's yeah, how they hold and, themselves separate. Yeah. And, and then they would say, of course, you know, that what, 
what the people who speak in favor of not having the long dresses would say is that once they have the long dresses, then they make them more ang, which ang is, I guess, I know what you mean. <laughs> narrow, they're more tight. Yeah, and, and it just all it means is they're better fitted dresses. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really. But see, what's hot, what's funny about it is. That first started in the conservative Anabaptists. Well, the conservative Anabaptists, like the more liberal, the car driving groups now, some of those are starting to go back to the shorter skirts. Meanwhile, the Amish are just full-fledged into the longer ones. So in about another 15 years, it'll flip-flop again. Well, see, so. like, here's what I don't understand. It's like, in some Amish communities, like, you'll be wearing a, a if you wear a dress that's too long or a dress that's too short like ours was exactly eight inches from the floor that's what was allowed that's a lot and of so legs. like i know right i showed the ankles <laughs> just just i think augustus was more like 10 or maybe laval laval was laval was a lot shorter than augusta yeah and so anyway so like part of that what that did is like you know if if you make a dress and you don't get it exactly right and in the front it might be because you have a little bit of a stomach in here in the front you know it might be like half an inch shorter in the front than it is in the back and then they would um they would uh, people would talk to you about that because even though it's like eight inches in the back it's not meeting the requirement in the front so if either it went either way and it was too short or too long you got in trouble yeah. Mary, you yep. should have been in Lancaster County. You should have grown up in Lancaster County. There, it was, like, I hesitate to say this, but it's almost okay to break the rules a little bit and bend them. Actually, I think it's expected in some ways. You should have been from Lancaster County. You would have... You, you She'd would probably have, be a good Amish woman right now. <laughs> I sincerely <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> well, actually, how do you know I'm not a good Amish woman? Look at this. <laughs> I'm breaking the rules right now. <laughs> I can think of some people who she would be like some people I know and she would be just like them. Some good Amish women. Yeah. 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 Um and and like here's here's the other thing. It's like I I was I'm not gonna say I was like a very compliant Amish girl. What I am gonna say is that I tried. I really, really tried to be a good Amish girl and follow all their rules and do everything that these men in the church decided that were our rules, including their stupid green buggy seats. Anyways, that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, but I tried. I really tried. And, and I just was never successful. I guess some people would say I have a problem with authority. But there's that. So oh, let's, listen, let's, think, we're, we're running out of time and we have a lot of comments to go through. You got something to say, Rachel? I was going to say, like, the problem with authority, I think, I don't know, Sarah, but the rest of it, like, you're in my... I'm a what? You're not the only one on this group that has a problem with authority. So. I don't know are what you talking, talking about, about your dad? Or are you talking about yourself? <laughs> well, listen, he taught me. He made me this way. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I wash my hands. <laughs> oh, really? Uh -huh. So when Rachel calls me up next week and says, I want to come back and talk about how my dad washed his hands of me. <laughs> okay, I'm just look not taking the responsibility for her uh, anti-authority, you know. Uh, she, she, she had that all on her own. She got it from her mom. You can't blame her mom for everything. That's not how this works. Yeah, dad. I'm, I'm just. I'm Can just you translate blaming... that, Rachel? Uh, yeah, dad, don't do that. <laughs> so, anyways, um, let's go back to the comments before we run out of time. So, somebody asked, "Is it bundling?" Yes, it is bundling. It's just their variation, and some families do use a board, and some families don't. I don't know. I never actually did that for dating, but I can't tell you that as an Amish youth, I did sleep in the bed with a boy. That I was dating. Oops. <laughs> and I'm unrepentant. I don't care. 
Oh, so this person is not not plain here, but a very religious family was not allowed to touch others, boy or girl, and told I would get pregnant if I danced near a boy. Also, dancing is forbidden. Oh, so this is interesting. <laughs> so, dancing. So, like the the men like actually dance at their youth group thing. Like if the, the parents are there, and, and it's it's not okay. Like they're not grinding up on each other, but. They have, it's like a... Not grinding? Type. What do you know about grinding? You're in the Mennonite community. My <laughs> <laughs> friend was married. She corrupted me. <laughs> and, and you can't that, blame everybody else for your corruption, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, we are out of time. <laughs> really? We still have like 20 comments. Uh, you know, yeah, you've got nothing important going on anyway. Yeah, just we, we gotta at least talk about the comments right, that people right, have. So okay, so let's the couples oh, Chris explains the couples would at times sit and watch the volleyball game and hold hands. Oh my god, you have a savior, Elam. It was Runaway Amish Girl by Emma Gangerich. Oh thank oh, okay. you, Lizzie. Thank you, Lizzie. We appreciate you. Oh, Here's another one. Most of the people I went to school with were married by the time they were 18 to 20. As an Amish woman, if I wasn't married by the time I was 20, I was an old maid. <laughs> True. <laughs> Facts. Yes. There's no argument. I was an old That's maid. That's why I got on that right away. I got that accomplished as soon as I was 18. I just, I, I ran away before I turned 20. Because I'm that Me person. Too. Yeah, yeah, we 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 kind of did this. Um, yeah, elbows equals boobs in planar groups. Yeah. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's why. What I was trying to tell you. Yeah, elbows. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, my oh man, you better watch it, Rachel. I see your elbows are exposed today. Some people must have been pretty perverted to think that even. I know. I my didn't God. think about it. If you think that's what that's insane. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that is. That's some gross-looking boobs. Wow. I mean, them wow. boobs are great. Oh, and it's just the women. Just the women. Uh -huh. The I men's know, elbows are fine. They don't look like boobs. No, no. Actually, it is men too. I have a friend who grew up in uh, a group like that, and you know, he, he knew nothing about it. And he was told one time he was washing dishes at some kind of camp thing, and, and he was told to like put his sleeves down. And he's like, "What? Why?" And the person explained to him, and you know, wow, wow. That's uh, that's some serious uh, perversion there. Are, are we getting... okay? <laughs> no, we are not. I, I feel like we're a little bit twisted in our um, therapeutic events when we tr deal with trauma, huh? Are we? Are we okay? Great question. We have good reason to not be okay. <laughs> My bishop called and said he's scared. Would you like me to give you a phone number? I'll talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd love to talk to him, but feel free to reach out to any of us on here and talk about that if you need support. Oh, sins of the father. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a whole other topic, Chris. We can't cover that today. The sins of the father and the th sins of the children, and it's just crazy. Um, this is a book. My grandmother left the Amish faith to marry my grandfather. She wore pants and sweaters. As I told Chris Kramer, at one point, we have a young Mennonite woman as a neighbor. She lost her husband just before she moved in next door. One day, she went out back and was wearing shorts where you could see her knees. My grandmother was in the kitchen and could see her. My grandmother went off on her for wearing shorts. Uh, Is that, that legit? Huh? I think there's yeah? people who would do that. Wow. The plain folks up in Perry County are looser with their rules. Don't like their cousins moving up there because of <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ooh. They got a good thing going. They don't want to. Um... They don't want anybody to threaten yeah. that. You can't do that. 
Rachel's right. It's just not as bad for the men. We could stop okay. after the second word right there, and everything would be good. That like <laughs> <laughs> Mama would have never let anyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is perfect. Well, I, I I'm I a Jezebel. What about you, Elam? Are you a Jezebel? No. No. I, I'm I I'm just I'm just uh confused and he he doesn't want to take that label away from us. We're proudly wearing that as women who are you know. You know, I've been and... thinking about getting a tattoo that says Jezebel. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I actually would, but however, come I've been thinking about that. On that note, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Do you, either of any of you have any last words? Hope y'all get some bundling in today. <laughs> <laughs> After all, it's Valentine's Day, so why not? <laughs> That's right. Show people love. <laughs> Ella? I'm good. Alright, happy Valentine's Day. As Bye. Rachel said, hope y'all get the bundling today. <laughs>